0: Hello, I'm Rabbi Avi Green, and I'm Dr. Akiva Daum, and And welcome welcome to Interesting Interesting Questions.
1: I am a rabbi with ordination from Yeshiva University and a doctorate in
0: education. I have a medical degree with specialization in general and addiction psychiatry. In this podcast, we will seek to take different questions that come up in the Torah and evaluate them from a psychological standpoint as well as a religious standpoint. Please note that in many of these situations, we will be looking at things that may be viewed as controversial. It is specifically to bring about questions that many people have had and bring in to light different levels of evaluation and get people to think about things in a different way. All right, here we are
1: at Parshat Bihu Kotai and Akiva we 've talked before about boundaries that God and human beings set for each other, but here we have it seems to be a very um, a very specific type of relationship that 's being set up, right The Parsha starts in bihoko Te'lechu. if you walk in my ways, right if you follow my decrees, if you do the things I've told you to do, if you do my commandments, right? And then it goes on to, well, what happens if you don't, right? In fact, it talks about tochacha, the idea of really telling somebody that they've done something wrong, and we talk about tochacha when we use that word, it is so serious that we talk about it in terms of We're not allowed to give tochacha anymore because people can't really take it. They can't take the honest truth about what's wrong with them. And so if we are talking about a relationship between the Jewish people and God or between an individual Jew and God, my question is talk to us about when it's good for things to be conditional as in as long as things are going well, we're together. And if things are not going well, we are not going to be together. And I'm not just talking about the casual being together. I'm talking about this is a committed relationship. We are committed to being together, but there still need to be some hard and fast rules, some lines in the sand where we say we will not go past that. Talk to us about how this relationship with God might parallel one between
0: human beings. So I like that you used the word boundaries in the very beginning of, of your question, and that's really what we're talking about here, because I don't necessarily think that this falls in that same idea of conditional that we've talked about before, right? We've kind of talked about in the past about if you do this, then it will be this, and how even that may have been more of a, well, these are the cause and effect. This is just what happens. This is very much more God is setting boundaries. He's saying, this is the expectation. This is the line. If you cross it, we're done. And I think that boundaries are very important, especially in, really in all kinds of relationships. Because they really set the stage for expectations, what is reasonable, what is not. And I don't think it's just intimate relationships that require boundaries. I have plenty of boundaries that are set up with the relationships that I have with my patients, as Avi, I'm sure that you have with your students. And it's important. And they're all different. They all have different meanings, right? So uh, people who are In a committed, intimate relationship where husband and wife, what have you, sure, those have different levels of what's at stake. So the boundaries may be very different. And interestingly enough, the boundaries may actually be somewhat less fluid for a relationship such as that because of the value and the gravity of the relationship. So, for example, a a husband and wife may say, you can't see other people. If you do, that's it, we're done. And I would encourage that that, for many, is a very healthy boundary to set. At the same time, you would never tell your friends... Hey, you can't have any other friends. If you have other friends, that's it. We're through. And uh, Avi, I'm pretty sure that you have a lot of students in your day, and uh, pretty sure you're not in a committed student to teacher relationship with any one of them. In fact, that sounds silly. Doesn't sound silly at all to say I'm not seeing any one of them other than my wife. And so, it's almost counterintuitive. But those hard and fast boundaries that we set are important. And I think with what we're seeing in Parsha Bechuketai, we're really hearing that, again, if we're going in a level of chronological order, then it kind of makes sense because a lot of the laws that were given, we notice that they're given and then we have stories about how they are kind of well, taken flippantly, broken, bent, at best, and God says, "Okay, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a severe reaction. Don't keep pushing me." And in fact, right, right after we have the ego, we have uh, God saying, "I will wipe these people out," and Moshe saying, "No, don't do that. Come on, it's, it's calm down," and it doesn't happen but we see that it keeps getting pushed and the boundaries keep getting pushed. And in fact, in the very last week's Parsha, we have where someone blasphemes and there's a severe consequence for that. And so I think this is kind of that natural progression of God really setting those very clear and hard boundaries. This is what's okay. This is what isn't. And It's really a lesson in some ways for if we set up boundaries with our relationships and we don't stick to them, then people continue to push them and push them and that leads to more and more problems within the relationship. So whereas it may be very difficult to keep those boundaries, some of the boundaries that we may set are almost impossible to keep I regularly have patients as you know I'm a my subspecialty is addiction psychiatry so I will regularly have to discuss with families about how to work with their family member who is trying to be in recovery and what boundaries one might set if they aren't able to maintain recovery they're very hard to keep sometimes downright near impossible as I said but they're important And without them, you risk so much more. A family who can't keep healthy boundaries and maintain those necessary boundaries may lose that loved one. And if you set a boundary with your spouse and they don't keep it, then you often risk losing the spouse. So I think that hard boundaries are important and they shouldn't be set flippantly, for sure. But they do need to be spelled out, and they do need to be explained. And I think that's what this parsha is doing: is it's explaining the importance of setting those hard boundaries. So Avi, after we just talk about kind of the importance of setting boundaries and what will break a relationship we kind of then transfer into this discussion about um, the valuation of a human being and how you can donate to the temple the value of a person. And it's kind of interesting to me that we went from talking about all of these clear boundaries and what you can and can't do and should and should not do to specifically declaring that a male who is between the age of 20 and 60 shall be worth 50 shkalim. I'm hoping you can say, shed some light on this. So
1: when we read this section and we learn about the, the halachot of ma'al, which is the idea of dedicating something, not a specific something to the temple, but something's worth to the temple... Usually, it is done as a sense of thanksgiving. So, for example, if someone felt that their life was in danger, and then they survived, in order to give thanks to Hashem, they could bring a karban todah, or they might pledge what their life was worth, or their what their body was worth, which we'll see, to the to the Beit Hamikdash, right? Or let's say. Uh, they had a child who was sick and they wanted to thank Hashem for making that child better. They might dedicate the amount that that child was worth. right? So these are the kinds of things that ma'al might have been used for. And I specifically talk about the body because if we look at the mishnayot, it gives a very interesting accounting of how if you used part of someone's body, right? so if, if I said, I want to dedicate to the Beit HaMikdash the amount from my right elbow to the end of my hand. Well, how do you measure that? How do you know? And so the Mishnah talks about that you would take a large jar of water and you would put your hand in up to the elbow, right, water displacement, and that would then allow, when you took your hand out, to know how much was missing. You could fill that up with another type of meat and then weigh that meat. And so it would give you an amount that your right arm, right, up to the elbow, was worth. And so, while on the one hand, this seems to be superfluous, because we have other ways of thanking Hashem, right? We have a Karban Todah, we have a Karban shlamim, we have other ways of of thanking God. This seems to be one more way that's very personal, it's very connected to our goof, to our physical bodies. Um, And so, so this mitzvah comes into play when we talk about how do we thank God for very specific physical components that we have. Thank Thank you for listening. If you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at iqdiscuss at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and responding.